This podcast is proudly listed at podcastpickle.com. Hello and welcome to show number five of the Online Gaming Podcast. This will be a double show as I missed last week due to a number of things. Um, And this week we'll be going over Yahoo Games as an online board gaming site and MSN Games as an online board gaming site. And covering the browser-based games Astro Wars and Urban Rivals. This was recorded on August 1st. Okay, let's get right to the online board gaming sites. Yahoo Games. Okay, I know a lot of you are sitting there going, Yahoo Games? That's not a board gaming site. And it's true. There aren't really your Euro games on there, but there are a lot of traditional board games and some card games and a lot of players on there that can play them. I'm going to list all of the games that are multiplayer that are available on Yahoo Games. Backgammon, Bingo, Checkers, Chess, Chinese Checkers, Dominoes, Dots, Go, Literati, which is kind of a Scrabble game. Naval Command, kind of a battleship game. Poker Pop, Reversi, Saints and Sinners, Bingo, Blackjack, Bridge, Canasta, Cribbage, Euchre, Five Card Deluxe, Gin, Go Fish, Go Stop, Hearts, Hold'em Poker, Pinochle, Poker Superstars 2, and Spades. Now, a few of those are obviously branded, the Saints and Sinners Bingo, the Poker Superstars 2. The rest of them are pretty generic games, and they play just like their board game um, brethren. Backgammon, Checkers, Chess... um, They all play like the board game version. Uh, Literati is kind of a Scrabble game, but the tiles go from 1 to 5, 1 point to 5 points, and the setup of the board is a little differently. Naval Command, if you get a hit, you can shoot again. So that's the only difference between it and Battleship. Um, I used to go on to Yahoo Games a lot to play their Pinochle. Sometimes very difficult to find good... Uh, Pinochle uh, games, and uh, I was a favorite when I was younger, playing with my parents. Uh, nobody wanted to team up with my brother. He was either too gutsy or too wimpy. So, it was always fun to go on there and find that. I, I enjoy playing Hearts, Euchre, Spades, and, I mean, it's a light game. You're not going to play a Euro game, but if you want to sit and play a game for uh, a couple minutes or or whatever, coffee break type games, lunch break type games. Uh, I work at a at a library, and we have a guy who comes in every day to use our public computers just to go on Yahoo Games, log into chess, and play one, two, three, five games of chess every day. Uh, so for some people, that's what it's about. They don't necessarily need to play Chess Wars or Settlers of Catan or, or any of those heavier games, they just want to play chess. Yeah, it's an abstract game, but hey, it's a fun game. Um, I like logging in, playing some of the Literati. I kind of enjoy Scrabble. It's the only game I'd go back to Atari play, which I reviewed uh, two weeks ago. 
that's the only one that I would go back for is Scrabble, because Scrabble's a uh, a thinking game. It's the closest to a Euro game you're probably going to get, because it doesn't have any dice. There's randomness when drawing tiles from a bag, but Raw has randomness then. <laughs> if you want to go with no strategy. Obviously, there are some games there that are uh, very basic dots. You draw a line. Then the next player draws a line. Then you draw a line. Then you're trying to draw boxes. However, there is a lot of strategy in that game. And just try playing that a bunch of times and trying winning consistently. If you can do it, you're a good player. It's not as simple as uh, I didn't say they had tic-tac-toe, which I didn't find. I thought they might have that, actually. But it's one of the few places you can go to find play- things like uh, Canasta, Cribbage, Euchre, Gym, those kind of card games. Uh, the experience, they're all, they're, they're, in my experience, they were all Java-based. Uh, you log in, then you log into a room, then you play the game. That was a little cumbersome. You, I would have preferred a quick just get into the game and play. Because once you got out of the game and you wanted to switch to maybe a different game, it was a lot more difficult. If you're locked in and all you're going to do is play chess the whole time, it's not so big of a deal. Every time you come out, you come back to the lobby, you join another table or create another table. But if, for instance, you were like, I was just playing cribbage for 20 minutes, now I want to go play uh, Pinochle, it's a little bit more difficult to get out and get back in, mainly because you have you may have to go to the games.yahoo.com page, which is going to hit you with a bunch of ads for their downloadable, you need to pay for these games, and what you're looking for is the free play online games. So you have to go through all the steps to get back to that. That's kind of annoying. Comparatively, MSN games... I'm going to run over there. They don't have that many board games. They Their big claim to fame is that they locked up Settlers of Catan. But you have to pay for it, so who cares? Um, You know, whatever, as Eric Burgess would say from Board Game Babylon. Uh, so they've got uh, MSN Games, which is zone.msn.com has Backgammon, Bridge, Checkers, Chess, Dominoes, Hearts, Poker Superstars 2, Saint and Singers, Sate and Sinners, Bingo, Spades, and Texas Hold'em. Pretty much everything you can find at Yahoo is at MSN. In my opinion, just go to Yahoo. Don't bother going to MSN unless you have some other reason, such as the players are better there, which I doubt. Um, zone at MSN gives a lot of problems and spits back at you if you're using Firefox, which is the alternate browser to Internet Explorer. Um, it, it squawks at you. Yahoo doesn't care. <laughs> uh, Yahoo has a bigger selection. Yahoo has more players. The interface at Yahoo is actually more streamlined. I'm not really trying to Microsoft bash right here, but I played them both. And I prefer Yahoo. MSN has some interesting mechanisms where you can earn uh, badges of some sort that make it a little bit more interesting. But that's kind of a metagame sort of thing. Where if you get so many points in this game or you win so many of this game, you get a special badge. 
that looks good on your profile, but all in all, for the board gaming selection they've got, not so good. Uh, Yahoo also has a lot of other online games that are not the board gaming type, as, as does MSN. Uh, arcade games, stuff like that, that are more computer games. They are geared more towards that. However, if you want to play against other people and want to find a lot of people to play chess checkers, Chinese checkers, uh, bridge, canasta, uh, euchre, gin, hearts, all that kind of stuff, I suggest Yahoo Games. Uh, if you really want to, you can go to zone.msn. Uh, if you have SBC or what is it now, AT&T DSL, you can sign up for an all-star package at Yahoo, which allows you to enter leagues and other things like that. You can also pay for it as a premium package. MSN has a similar thing. If you have your internet through MSN, you get a more premium package, or you can pay for it extra. That uh, allows you some extras but uh, I couldn't find them very clearly defined. Yahoo was the creation of leagues and uh, some more exclusive rooms that might have fewer uh, players that are just in there to chat. So those are the two board gaming sites I reviewed this week. I know they were very similar. And so next week's show, I'm going to go back to one that has some Euro games, and this one is BoardSpace.net, and it has a number of the abstract games, uh, such as Yinch and Zerts and some of those. I haven't had a chance to play too many of those either in board game or online, so I'm going to have to give that a try. And I may start to talk about Brett's Feelwelt next week as well, and a multi-part series. I may have that tacked on uh, to the end as a uh, addendum because it will be going on for many, many shows. They have, uh, I believe, 40-some games online, and it'll take a while to get through them all, so I might as well just uh, have it tacked on to the end as a kind of an appendix. This is the Brett's Feelwelt of the week, and maybe review two or three of the games that they have on there. Um, how they play and how my experience was. My experience with uh, Yahoo and MSN, I pretty much covered that. Uh, I liked Yahoo. I didn't have any uh, trouble getting a game for the most part. Um, some of the more simple games, the Naval Command, the Literati, a little bit of trouble with people dropping out. Uh, the more serious games, strangely, uh, uh, Checkers is a very serious game. Chess, Backgammon. Uh, I ended my backgammon game early by re rejecting a double, um, which was kind of dumb since it was a casual game, but I wasn't paying attention. Uh, but the more serious games, uh, Go, Euchre, uh, Pinochle, you join them, most times people are going to play forever. If they drop out, it's usually because of some problem. Uh, Java's become much more stable. And it's not, uh, well, however, Yahoo is implementing it, it's quite fast. It's probably because it's Yahoo's servers. So, that is the board gaming sites. And when we come back, we'll talk about Astro Wars and Urban Rivals. And you can hear some of uh, the bumpers I've got. And I will also, at the end of the show, talk about the podcasts I listen to 
in case you're interested. Here's the top 10 reasons to listen to The Dice Tower, a podcast all about board games. Number 10, if you're listening to this, then you probably dig top 10 lists, and there's one in every episode. Number 9, it's way edgier than NPR. Number 8, you don't want to be the last person in your gaming group to know about Moritz Eggert and Rick Thornquist's gaming news. Number 7, Tom's soothing voice has been proven to lower stress levels in lab monkeys by 63%. Number 6, you can never have too many contributors, and The Dice Tower features at least 5 every week. Number 5, it's the only way to find out whether Tom Vassell is really that positive. Number 4, you can feel like a globetrotter without having to actually fly to Korea. Number 3, unlike your favorite TV show, you can count on a new episode every week. Number 2, you can say we're there at the beginning after it becomes a massive global phenomenon. And number one reason to listen to The Dice Tower, you'll finally be able to put a voice to those 4,921 game reviews you read online. So come out and join us at www.thedicetower.com and listen to our weekly episode of The Dice Tower. We'll see you there. Okay, we're back. First game I'm going to talk about is Astro Wars. Astro Wars is a pretty, I would say, simple uh, space combat colonization game. Uh, there are more complicated ones out there, but simple is not always bad. You start with a planet with uh, some resources, some production points that you can build up the planet. And there's a number of buildings you can build. Hydroponic farms that increase your growth of your people. Robotic factories that increase your production points. Your galactic cybernet, which increases your culture, which I'll talk about later. Research lab increases your research. Star bases for protection. You can build transports, and that's when you're invading somebody else's planet. Colony ships to colonize a f- free planet that has no, uh, that hasn't been conquered or colonized yet. And destroyers, that's your initial combat ship. Eventually you can upgrade to cruisers and battleships, and in fact you actually want all three of them in, in combat as they have complementary abilities and... If you have all three of them, you have a better chance of winning. Um, That's done through the battle calculator that's online uh, in the game. And there's also a wiki behind that explains it a little bit better than probably I can, but it's similar to having units that are air, sea, and land to attack. Um, It's the, the combined arms kind of method. Oops, sorry about that. There's also your research. Um, the research is biology. allows you to see more of the map. Economy, which recru- reduces the cost of those warships. Energy, that makes your fleet move faster. Trust me, they're really slow at the beginning. Math, or mathematics, allows you to survive combat. This is how much damage your ships can take, sort of. There's a big calculation for that. And you also need to build up your mathematics to get those larger ships, the cruiser and the battleship. Physics, uh, that's your percentage chance to win. It's kind of your attack ability, while mathematics is your defense ability. Though that's not how they explain it. It's really what it is. Uh, there's a, a next research is social. This is controls your max population. The higher your social, the more people you can have on a planet. There's culture as well. Culture is affected by your galactic cybernets. If you have a culture of one, you can colonize one planet. If you have a culture of two, you can colonize two planets, and so on. 
in addition to that, there's a few other things. There's supply points. These can get you a free building. They build up over time. I'm not quite sure how they build up, uh, how long it takes to get a supply unit. Uh, you can also buy trade goods. These trade goods are worth a bit of money, and you can trade them to other players, and they gain or lose uh, value over time. The screens in Astro Wars, there's news which tells you when there's a new you know, servers come up, or you're being attacked, or you just colonized. The map, this shows all the stars you can see in your immediate area, plus if you click on any of them, it'll show you all the planets and who owns them in each area. The planets, this is the one you're going to look at most often. This is where it's going to show you your planets, and you can click on the planets, and that's where you can spend your production points to build up your buildings. At each level, it takes more production points to build up each to the next level of each building. Your science screen, this is your research. Research takes time. Uh, based on how many research labs you have, you get a bonus a plus one research per hour per level of research lab. And it'll show you how much time is remaining in each one of your uh, research categories. Trade, you can trade with other players. You can also buy trade goods or supply points uh, at in the trade screen. Alliances, I haven't had much experience with that, but there are alliances in the game to join other players. Also, there is your user screen. This is where you go to when you're being crushed and you need to resign. When you resign, you can log back in and start uh, fresh, uh, usually with a boost in a number of factors based upon how long the game has been going on. I've, I've had to use that a number of times. I'm not that good at the game, or I always seem to get a bad placement where I'm sitting next to a very aggressive player who immediately decides to attack me and crush, kill, and destroy me. I'm trying a slightly different tactic, so that doesn't happen this time, but we'll see. My experience with the game, I played it about a year ago and had a little bit of fun with it. But eventually, uh, someone much more powerful came and just took all my planets away. Um, once your planet is attacked and they've taken out all of the defenses, you can't use your production points on that planet. I think, I understand that you're under siege, but if that was your best planet that they took, and that's the only one where you can really produce anything to save yourself, you're just going to resign. And I don't think that that's the best option. There's really no way to come back. You could be sitting there with 600 production points on the planet, and you can't spend them at all. I mean, a penalty, maybe, to spending your production points? Maybe uh, everything takes double the production points or something, so you maybe could build some destroyers or something just to get yourself out uh, from under their heel, but you can't do it. And so that's my only complaint really about the game is that if you get crushed by a more powerful player, you just have to start over. And that could be quite annoying. Uh, I suggest, um, I mean, if I were to give a rating to the game, I, I haven't done this to any games. I kind of say, you know, where, 
would I play this or not play this? I I like the game because I can log in, play it for 10 minutes, update my stuff, and then I'm out. And then I check on it again pretty much the next day to see what goes on. So for that, I really like the game because it's a very fast in-and-out type of game. I don't have to watch it. I can set it up and go and come back, and everything's pretty pretty much fine. Obviously, it would go a little bit faster if I logged in every once in a while and spent my production points because I might click over another level, but I could also set something up that would tell me when my production points actually produce something uh, that or at a, are at a level that would get me to another new building upgrade. So if I just you know write down how many production points I'm making per hour, how many I need to build another building, I can say, oh, I can log back in in six hours, and that's when I'll have that many production points. So <laughs> it's, it's nifty, uh, and very basic, but that makes it a very in- nice game to tack on to all the rest of the games I'm playing. So it's just a game that I log in five minutes, and then I'm done. Next game I want to talk about is Urban Urban Rivals. Urban Rivals is a well they they tout it as an online collectible card game, which I guess you could say it pretty much is. It's kind of an online collectible card game in the style of Pokemon, uh, where each uh, character starts at uh, level one and they can gain uh, evolutions to. Sometimes only to level 2, sometimes all the way up to level 5. And they sometimes gain abilities at level 2 or level 3 that they didn't have before, and their attack and damage stats go up as they level up. They're also part each part of a team, and, that, uh, and if your characters are fighting on the same team, they get a team bonus. So, uh, let me get to the... Uh, that part, because it's the main part of the game, is the basically the arena or um, the fighting in the streets. It's either a Flash or a Java-based version. They prefer the Flash, but if it doesn't work for you, you can use the Java version. I've had some issues with the Flash version connecting to the server, but I don't know if that was a problem on their side or what. Um, you get eight cards initially. Uh, the only way to buy more cards is to get the money that's in the game called Clint's and buy them from the market. Unfortunately, I don't think you can buy anything from the market until you use their shop, um, which requires you to use real money through PayPal to buy credits. You can buy 50 credits for about $2.75 or something like that. Um, so it's not a lot of money to let you use the market. The market allows you to sell some of your characters, buy characters, and um, those credits you can use to uh, open packs of more cards or to get uh, clints in the game. So when you're when you go into combat, what it what the game will do is pick four of your characters out of your deck which is a minimum of eight, maximum of whatever. Um, you, know, you can you can have all the characters in your deck if you want to. Uh, I think you can even have duplicates, but I'm not sure on that because I haven't gotten a duplicate to know. 
but you four selected at random and put to the battle if, like I said before, if you have clans of the same type in those four, you get a special ability um, based on that, on those two characters, or two, three, four characters um, that are the same clan. When the game starts, your opponent selects a character, you select a character, and you apply little pills to either increase their attack or increase their damage. You can activate Fury, which costs three pills for plus two damage, or you can just spend pills to enhance their attack. And it it goes up uh, by whatever their attack stat is for each pill. If their attack stat is a five and you spend one pill, it goes up to a 10, two pills, it goes to a 15, three, it goes to a 20, and so on. Uh, it can get pretty high if you have the attack skill of eight on a character, let's say, which uh, one of mine has. You only have 12 of those for all four fights, so it's kind of a management on that, deciding whether or not you want to spend it. Sometimes I throw out a character that I don't want to enhance just to to, to basically die. There's a resolution that happens where they throw knives or swords or axes or magic or something. I think it's randomized at each other and then you see who wins. Uh, after all four fights, you see who has the highest health. I think you started 10 health, 12 health, something like that. Uh, based upon the damage that your characters do after they win a battle, they damage your opponent. Whoever has the most life wins. Sometimes you knock out your opponent before they even get to their third or fourth, maybe even second character, but I don't think it's... I think the highest stat is eight damage, but with a clan bonus and fury, you might be able to knock somebody out in round one. Uh, and then you, you get the results, and your characters gain experience uh, based upon... They gain more if they win. They gain less if they lose and sometimes they level up which is always cool and then you can go check your decks uh, your my decks page to see what new stuff has gone on um, my experience with the game it's it's fun except you have to be paying attention to the game because you'll get an invite to fight you click on it, you wait for your opponent to decide, then you decide, wait for your opponent to decide, you decide. So you really have to be interactive with it. It's not one that you can log in, click a couple things, and log out like a lot of the other online browser-based games are. So for a game that you're going to pay attention to, um, it's, it's an interesting game. I've managed to collect five of the Montana clan, which is, I think, the mafia in the game. And I can usually get uh, two of them out in most fights and use their special ability. Um, my main goal right now is to level up the characters I have and sell them off so that I can buy more of the Montana characters um, and fill out my clan. Uh, some of the rare cards... And some, and then there are some cards that have been discontinued, are very expensive and probably uh, nay impossible for a newbie like me to ever buy without spending a lot of money in the shop to get a lot of credits uh, to get, you know, to get my clints up. 
But the game is, um, it, it's light fare. There's not too much strategy involved other than kind of the whole strategy of deck construction. But because it's very difficult to get that many cards without spending uh, a good deal of real money, it uh, it's probably a game better reserved to somebody who's looking for a a game where you where you don't mind spending a little bit of your real cash or a game where you can sit there for hours playing so that you can level up characters, sell them off, buy new characters to level up and sell them off um, and continue on that kind of cycle to increase your money because that's that's the best way to, to make money is go to the market, buy a level 1 of a character Go to the go to the arena, fight a lot, get them to level two or level three or level four or whatever, and then sell them back at profit. Essentially, all you're out is the time it took you to level them up, and you'll eventually get enough money to do things. But I think that that's a lot of time invested in a game. I don't. I'm, I'm not saying don't play the game. But I'm saying you have to understand there's a lot of time involved. There's some tournaments that'll get you some extra money if, you, if you're just playing when the tournament goes on. There's no entering the tournament or registering for the tournament. If, you just, if you're just on fighting people during the tournament, you get points for the tournament. The more you win, the more you play, the better it is. Um, there are enough people playing uh, that you can get on. There's no chat at all in the game, which I thought was kind of uh, interesting, uh, be, especially since uh, it would be very useful for smack talking back and forth. It seemed like it would fit in the game. Um, rival gangs fighting each other. so uh, But there is none of that, and I think there might be a language barrier. It shows a uh, flag for countries, and I saw a lot of French on there. I don't know if the game is actually a French game, but I saw a number of those in other countries, so maybe it's the language barrier that's preventing any kind of chat client. But it was an interesting game, and uh, one that I'm going to try a little bit more to try to get a refined deck in, and then probably never play it again. But (laughs) mainly because of the time commitment. So that's the end of our show. That's actually quite a short double show, mainly because the Yahoo MSN... Kind of went fast, and I went with two simple games. It's only a 30-minute show. But it covers what I was unable to do last week, which was to do the show. Um, And so next week, the online browser-based games that I'd like to review uh, next week, I'm hoping to do Tribal Wars, which is a Travian-like game. And the poker RPG, because I thought that was funny. And, like I said, for the board gaming, I'm going to do BoardSpace.net and Brett Spielvelt Part 1. So, I will see you next week. If you have any feedback or comments, I know the outro is going to have the information, but please send me at kdevine at yahoo.com and I promised I was going to tell you about the podcasts I listen to so okay so those uh, podcasts I listen to 
Okay, All Games Considered, great board gaming podcast. Board Games with Scott, that's Scott Nicholson, it's a video podcast where he explains rules of games. If you're interested in rules of games, this is a great podcast, vodcast, whatever you want to call it. Board Games to Go, Board Games Speak, they don't update very often, but they've got some nice archives. Extra Life Radio, which is just a... Uh, a group show. It's not really games. It's just kind of stuff, but I always find it funny. Gamer the Podcasting, nice RPG podcast. Infendo Radio. Um, I'm like Nintendo, and um, that's the latest news there. Doctor Who Podshock, Big Big Whovian, uh, old and new doctors. Point to Point, great war gaming podcast. Power User TV, this is a podcast run by the guys at Stardock, um, or WinCustomize.com, so on. Uh, a software company that makes independent games. I really like the opinions of Brad Wardell. It's a funny show, so that's a great listen. Roll2D6, Have Games Will Travel, The Dice Tower with Tom Vassell and Sam Healy. I did like it a little bit better when they had Joe Stedman, mainly because I agreed with Joe more than Tom. Uh, I think I'm more of a war gamer. I, I can play Euro games for a while, but every once in a while I gotta play some Paths of Glory or ASL or something like that. So, <laughs> uh, the Instance World Warcraft podcast. I do play some of those massively multiplayer online games. The Onion Radio News, eh, it's satirical, sometimes good, sometimes not. The Signal, I'm a brown coat, Firefly, Serenity, some of the best uh, science fiction out there. Was great television show, was a great movie. Uh, if you don't own them, go and buy them. This Week in Tech, Twit, it's uh, Leo Laporte and some guys from Tech TV there. Uh, podcast, great to listen to, uh, get the best news in technology. Woot Radio, The Jester's Court, that's all about City of Heroes, which is my favorite massively multiplayer online game because it's superheroes. There's also Board Game Babylon with Eric Burgess, great session reviews and some nice uh, rectangular table discussions in his April Fool's uh, podcast was hysterical. Um, I put it on par with uh, with Moritz Eggert's uh, uh, April Fools uh, from the Dice Tower. They, those two together were some of the best. Uh, I also listened to Dragon Page cover to cover for their science fiction uh, book reviews and. Uh, so those are my podcasts that I listen to, um, that I have written down. I lost my iTunes subscription, so there may have been a few more in there, but I don't really remember what they are. So that was my list. If you want to send me your list, just write it over to kdevine at yahoo.com, and I'll talk to you next week. We hope you enjoyed today's online gaming podcast. If you have any feedback, questions, or comments, please go to onlinegamingpodcast.blogspot.com or email kdevine at yahoo.com.